Hey, pretty lady. What's up, my dude? Hey, it's Sophie. And Brittany. And you're listening to To Infinity and Beyond with S&B. We're on episode six, and we've got questions. We uh, don't really know what disclaimers to give you guys, because to be totally honest, this episode is thrown together. Yeah, it's like it'll be totally random, but I guess like probably our number one always one is the language, but yeah, if exactly. If you don't know that by now, you haven't been listening. <laughs> you have not been listening long enough. Yeah. And that's okay, but uh, welcome and we swear a lot. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Today, we are going to ask a shitload of questions. Mm-hmm. And probably the most random collection that you could ever have. We yeah. probably have over like 500 questions that we have randomly just picked our favorites. Yeah, we don't have like 500 questions today because. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> but we a had long. a list of like 500 questions. Yeah. And we've picked quite a few. But that's fine. I'm excited. Me too. This will be a good episode. You'll Mm -hmm. see a real look into like our random tangents that we managed to get off on. Yeah. It's an episode full of random tangents. Pretty much. I love it. But those are the best. Mm -hmm. I do not even know where to begin. Let's start with do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, I'm totally an introvert. Well, See, I'm I'm kind of in between. I'm totes an introvert. Um, like on the inside, like my actual true Sophie is an introvert for sure. Um, but I work in customer service and hospitality, so in my career, I'm probably very. I would be considered extroverted. Well, and I find like I'm very introverted like I enjoy my own space oh yeah me too but I also need I'd say like I'm like 10% extrovert because I need a little bit of interaction yeah with people but otherwise I could probably stay in my house and not talk to anybody for long periods of time it'd be perfectly fine <laughs> like I talk to my friends a lot so yeah who needs people yeah I was actually, it was really funny earlier because I'm used to living on my own. My sister's here for the summer. And uh, I was reading our long list of questions at the table while making coffee. And I read one that made me laugh really hard. And I laughed out loud. And I literally was like, that's hilarious. Writing that down. Like I was talking to myself. And I was (laughs) like, I can only imagine what she probably thinks of me. I'm like, I do that a lot. You're that crazy older sister. Yeah. But the crazy cool older sister, I'm like the, I'm like, uh, I'm a dirty hippie. That's how my family <laughs> describes me, actually. I'm a like, dirty I'm hippie? Sure. I wouldn't say dirty hippie, but I get, I get hippie a lot. Uh, last year, my sister, uh, we were, there's this like uh, aesthetic thing, like you have your own aesthetic, I guess. And there's yeah. these different types of aesthetics that you fall into. And she was yeah. like, let's figure out yours. I was like, sure. She got frustrated. She was like, because I could not fall into one specific category. There was too many (laughs) that I was in. She was like, you have too many. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you here. (laughs) 
You're being selfish. You're not allowed to have them all. Yeah, I was like, I like a little bit of everything. What can I tell you? I don't know what I am. (laughs) And I guess that's the answer to your question. I don't know. Because I feel (laughs) like I'm very introverted, but I'm also very extroverted. Here and there and everywhere. Yeah, I know how and when to be extroverted. But when I spend too much time being social, I really need time to recharge. So this kind of, that actually leads perfectly into another question, which is, what do you do or where do you go when you need to be alone? Oh, um, nine times out of 10, I have a cigarette in my hand, first of all. <laughs> so I'm somewhere where I'm allowed to smoke. <laughs> Outdoors uh, in some a, fashion. Yeah, as a force of habit. Or I go somewhere where I can be alone. Um, yeah. And, like, just really think to myself. That's fair. The only place I tend to be alone now is maybe the bathroom. Maybe. And and in your car. (laughs) And in my car, where I'm currently recording this. It's my own personal studio. (laughs) Other than that, it's probably the bathroom. Or Um, if I'm at work, I can escape outside. And people don't find me then. But... It just makes me think of, like, those videos of kids, like, sticking their hands under the bathroom door. Oh, I wouldn't push it past him. (laughs) Not one bit. The second he figures out how to open that door, I'm screwed. That's so funny. You're going to have to get those, like, door handle things so that they can't open the doors. Yeah. 100%. Or lock it. (laughs) It reminds me of another video I've seen where the mom's eating like a chocolate bar in the pantry. (laughs) I know. That's I'm sitting. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I remember actually one day I was having a really bad day. I don't even remember what I went out to do. But I went out and Kelson was at home with Callan. And I got myself an ice cream and I damn right sat in my car in the garage and ate my ice cream before I went anywhere near going inside. (laughs) <laughs> I was not sharing it. You have achieved the total mom life. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Mom hiding in the garage, eating yeah. fucking ice cream in my car in the garage. <laughs> oh my god! Better than having to share it. That's so funny. oh or like the time when I first became a general manager it was like within my first year and I still get really upset when we like when something goes wrong when something went like wrong (laughs) and I got a complaint and I don't handle them well and I was like I'll be back and I legit went to my car to cry and Holly came out like one of my friends and she was like I knew that you came out to your car to cry and I was like nobody cries in their car alone (laughs) (laughs) yes girl thank you (laughs) keeping each other company I was like how is that like it was so funny I was like how did you know that I was in my car crying she's like I I figured either in your car or in the bathroom (laughs) I I picked in your car you smoke so exactly see yeah, people know. 
if I'm it's missing thing. after something went down, you're just like, just assume she's outside having a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and crying. And crying, yeah. <laughs> Gotta include that. That's a big deal. <clears throat> oh my god, that's so funny. That's so funny. Right? Uh, it's funny because you, like, run away to be like, I'm not crying, but everybody knows you're crying. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you don't need to witness me crying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ugly crying. You do not need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's your next question? Hit me up. I don't know, man. Like, I have lots of questions, but they seem weird to... (laughs) We've got questions! (laughs) Like, yeah, right? Weird to just, like, throw out there. Yeah, I'm like looking how deep we're wanting to go. I'm looking through to see. And like how soon we want to go there. Yeah. What do you think your future self will remember about you now? Hmm. That's a good one. I was gonna say good question, right? Or another like another version, if you died today, how would you be remembered? Hmm. Again, honestly, mind... at this point, I'm very just stuck on like mom life. I know. I was like, my mind immediately went to hippie. <laughs> I'm like, I always like jokingly tell you guys, I'm gonna be like that cool aunt who lives in her van under the bridge smoking pot all the time. And like, legit. And I would I... not be surprised. Yeah. When I picture my future, that's the only thing I can see. And I'm like, it's gonna happen one day. <laughs> one and day. like, it was like when I saw that Winnebago, that perfect mint orange and white Winnebago with hippie flowers painted on it. My dream car, my literal <laughs> dream car for sale, one hour away, $14,000. I was like, it's calling Am I at me. this stage. Yeah. I was like, is this the universe telling me to sell everything I have, buy this van, move under a bridge? Because I'll do it. I will do it. <laughs> Dude, I don't think that works in Canada. <sighs> Yeah, you're probably right. I'd have to park it in somebody's garage in the winter months. I'm just gonna live in my van in someone's garage. Yeah. It works. Perfect. I'll pay rent. <laughs> rent a space at like an underground parking garage. Just live in your van. Yeah. You did a parking garage. Oh, that's that's too funny. Yeah, man. At, at this point. mom life is like my thing yeah uh, definitely not like normal mom life because yeah I swear and I'm fucked up in my own way (laughs) but uh yeah it's kind of where my life's at right now but I don't know if you have much of a choice when you have a two-year-old yeah but it's interesting, though, because it's like, do you think that's how other people would remember you? I don't know. It's always, I've always been curious. But that's not really, like, something that you ask people, like, how would you remember me? Yeah, if I died, how would you remember me? Yeah. Uh. Which is funny. You're pretty, like, dead on. 
when it comes to I wouldn't necessarily have called you a hippie, but like free spirited just stoner that enjoys art and doing whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. I don't really do whatever the fuck I want, but I wish I would. That is the energy you would like to put out in the world. Yeah. yeah. I have a uh, don't give a fuck energy. I think. Yeah. But I actually do give many fucks. Probably too many. Funny. Actually. Yeah, we work very hard on our don't give a fuck energy. Yeah. For people who actually do. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I think that's how I would be remembered. Because I feel like a lot of people tell me that I'm like really chill and like easygoing and easy to get to know. So I feel like um, people would remember me of being kind of like that. Maybe not yeah. necessarily a hippie, but like just pretty chill and like laid back, down to earth. Maybe I guess I hear that a lot. Um, yeah. But like myself, I'd be like, I remember myself as like a super panicky, like constantly yeah. worries about everything, blah, blah, blah. But like when I tell people that, they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, man. On yeah. the inside, yeah. I'm always that is my life. screaming. Always Dude, screaming. I just about had a panic attack in my office. I got my hair cut today and mm-hmm. I got back and I cut it a little shorter than I normally do, which is still long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, but it ended up being like I don't know she didn't cut it right for ha- me having quite as thick hair as I do so it's like mm. doesn't look pr- right doesn't look done and I got it done mm. at like 3.30 so I went back to work and I sat there for like half an hour fucking panicking purely because my hair looks slightly off and it doesn't look bad like it's not like she fucked up my hair and it's like not fixable but Mm -hmm. I legitimately was sitting there going like who can I get in with to fix my hair like immediately because this is a problem and I cannot handle this I was kind of sitting there going man I came back to work because I had shit to do I'm just (laughs) sitting here panicking about my fucking hair I got shit to do I do (laughs) I love you so much I relate with you so much. <laughs> I got bigger problems, but that is not what my brain cares about. There's people dying, Kim. <laughs> Just so I can drop a line from keeping yeah. up with the Kardashians. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man, like my world, my inner world, if anyone were to see that, they'd be like, why is she not like institutionalized? Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, you are insane. Yep. <laughs> Clinically, I think you need more help than what you yeah. get. I think what you're looking for is called high functioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the inside, losing it. Outside, calm and cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can put off a real good energy. And half the time you will not know. Yeah, that's that's true. Good for putting on the front. Okay, so one question I've always like getting into a bit of the deeper stuff here. Do you believe mm-hmm. in fate? I had one I had one related to this. Um, to what extent do you shape your own destiny and how much of it is down to fate? So here's 
the thing I was thinking about this hard earlier and I think that's why it took me so long to look through the questions because I would read one that I liked and I would think about it yeah um I think everybody's sense of fate is defined by their own dreams and outcomes yeah so technically there was a quote that I had found at one point and it's I believe in fate but I don't believe that you're fated to do something outside of what you would do like what you would choose like you have an option it's not like this is your fate and this is all you get but I feel like a lot of it is your fate is kind of based off what you're choosing yeah and what's going on in your life exactly so it's you can control your fate to an extent Mm -hmm. but it's definitely there and it's kind of like an energy thing too right yeah you get what you put out there yeah i would say like oh this is a sign from the universe but the thing is 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 it a sign or is it just you were you've been thinking about it recently like this is how i think about it yeah i've been thinking about it recently and something came up that was along those lines and i'm like wow this is fate but that's fate to you yeah right yeah i think it's kind of like i've seen things where it's like of course you're going to notice red cars when you are thinking red car Mm -hmm. so of course like you're going to recognize the things that are already going on or like things you're thinking about or wanting or like and it's it can go good or bad if you're sitting negatively and you just think that everything's gonna go wrong yeah well chances are everything's gonna go wrong yeah and it's not even that that everything yeah but it's not even that everything goes wrong it's that you only focus on the things that go wrong you only notice the things that are going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're so in a I, negative mindset. I totally exactly. Right? It's, like the I glass feel like... half full mindset is like a serious thing. Because I used yeah. to be a gla- glass half empty. Like all the time. Yeah. And then when I finally was like, you know what? You need to start looking at it from a different point of view. My life changed. Yeah. And yeah. that, I mean, it can be hard to control too. Yeah. Because that's. That's a lot of self-awareness, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of work to keep up with that. Yeah, it's daily. Like, you have to daily remind yourself, look at the good side, look at the good side, look at the good side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there has to be a good side. There will always be a good side. hmm Yeah, because there's just two sides to everything. Yeah. I think, if you really look for it anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like you can and you can spin and like everything whatever way you want. Mhm. Well, yeah, you make things like biased on like your frame of mind and like you know. <clears throat> I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Makes sense to us currently. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Okay, we're out of questions. Oh, so many questions. Fridays, it's hard to find good questions. I mean, like, there's so many. (laughs) Have you ever questioned your sanity and why? All the time. (laughs) Daily. 
Um, I was actually just saying this to a good friend of mine the other day uh, because I've been taking on like a lot of new things recently mm-hmm. in my spare time and <clears throat> like this last week it's felt extremely overwhelming and I was yeah. like immediately my brain went to I can't do this yeah right I was like I just can't do it uh like it's too much I bit off more than I could chew but then I I told her I was like but I have to stop and think about it because I'm like is it too much for me or is it just that things have actually like things have really changed in my life and I haven't figured out how to balance it yet and it's only been a week and you're uncomfortable yeah so you're running yeah so I told her I was like I constantly have to challenge my thoughts in decisions because I don't know if I'm making like an actual sound decision or if I'm making a decision based on previous habits due to mental illness and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I know so that's. I, I question my sanity all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's so hard because even in situations where you're like, this would be a normal reaction mm-hmm. for a neurotypical person. Yeah, like one hundred percent. But even in that moment. You're like, but is it like, is this a normal one? Like, or am I just doing yeah. this because of a result of like these issues? And yeah, 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 yeah. I question my sanity all the time. When, because you told me to do that personality test, the 16 personalities or whatever. Yeah. And it was funny because I was going through it and 90% of it, I was like, is this a personality trait or am I just crazy because this is part of my mental illness? Like, right. What part, like, what part of me is yeah. actually me and not just like insanity or like symptoms and yeah. traits and yeah, 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 exactly. I question my sanity all the time. Yeah. All the time. Except for like but the moments that I really should question my sanity. I'm pretty sure those moments I'm like, fuck it. You know, I, nope, I don't care. <laughs> lock me up yeah go ahead you know what at least then i don't gotta worry about shit yeah yeah (laughs) it ain't my problem bring me my meals bring me my meds put me in a room with some books and i'll be good (laughs) you know therapists hurt us sometimes Pretty sure she'd be concerned. Yeah, I think that too sometimes. I was actually thinking the other day, I was like, do I need to go back to therapy? Because <laughs> I feel like this might be something I need to talk to them about. Yeah. Oh, man. Having a therapist is like the bee's knees, though. Just having somebody like completely removed to be like, I'm losing my mind and I need you to explain it to me, please. <laughs> well, and I find it funny because I remember at one point we were talking, oh, I think we we're talking about emotions or something and how I'm like very closed off. And I started like this ramble as to like why I thought I was that way and how it relates to a bunch of other things. And she kind of just pauses at the end of it and goes, wow, that was a lot. <laughs> I was like, uh, is it? Was that was that something I should not have said? Do yeah. I sound more crazy now because I said that? 
Should I not have rambled? Shit. My sanity's slipping. Yeah. No, I think they love that shit because that really, like, it kind of explains to them how you're thinking. Like, and it breaks it down, right? And they're like, okay, okay. Like, that podcast I listen to, Other People's Problems. Like, I love it when she's like, wow. Because, like, somebody will explain something and, like, how they're feeling and they'll put, like, almost like an analogy to it. Yeah, and, and the therapist is always blown away every time they're like, wow. Because that's the only way they know how to put it into words. Yeah. Because it's really hard sometimes to put into words how you're feeling. And you just gotta, oh, like, yeah. put it out there and just say it all because you're like, I don't know what it is, but this is how I'm feeling. Yeah, this is what is going on. Yeah. I I remember this cartoon I seen a long time ago where it's like at the top it's like before therapy and it's like this girl's brain and it's a whole bunch of yarn just scrambled yeah and then it was like during therapy and it's the therapist knitting the yarn from her thoughts and then after it's like a beautiful piece that she can understand and i'm like yeah that's 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 so fucking cool yeah that's basically what it is that's exactly what it is yeah they take all this information that you're giving them and they just kind of like map it out for you yeah they make it make sense Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. uh, even that having to go question. to therapy makes me kind of question my sanity. So, yeah, but you know what? I think everybody should go to therapy. To be honest, me too. Just to, like because... everyone has shit that they probably should work on that they don't realize yep. they need to work on, mm-hmm. and if they were to talk to a therapist. I'm sure everyone would be a little bit better of a person. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Or at least they'd think like they'd be more aware that they're not perfect. Yeah, you have less ignorance, I think. Because yeah. I think a lot of people associate like going to therapy with having problems. And like that's not yeah. it. Some people go to that- therapy just to like vent. Just to yeah, be like, they this is what happened this week. To. Yeah. Because not everyone has that. Yeah. Hmm. Would you find it more comforting in the theoretical idea that we are the most advanced species in the outer or in outer space, or would you find more comfort in the idea that we weren't? I think uh, for myself, it's that we aren't. Me too. Um, but I think it all depends on the person. Well, I think, like, in my mind, I would almost be, like, I think I would be more scared if we were the most intelligent species, because we're fucked up. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Like, the human race is fucked. There are, mm -mm, we are not perfect in any way, shape, or form. No. And if we are the best of what is out there. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't helped the universe. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of interesting question. Right? Because, like, it's kind of scary to think that there would be something else out there. But also, we always need something to strive for. I think yeah and i think 
it's kind of cocky to assume that we are the only beings out there. In my mind, like, I'm not saying I believe in, like, E.T. or anything. But... Yeah, I do. And... I love you. <laughs> but, like, come on. How cocky is it to believe that in a universe that is as huge as ours and that's only one universe in like yeah god knows how big of a who knows where space ends yeah like we can't even compute what is out there like that's how infinite everything is yeah so like so how cocky is it that we'd be like no man we're the only like conscious living things this is as good as it gets we're as good as it gets yeah. We are the perfect. But then again, I guess that all depends on your culture and religion, too. That's true. That is, and yeah. your beliefs. I mean, like, for us, for sure. I totally believe that. Uh, I believe there's extra life. Sometimes I'm like, I really, really wonder if life is, like, an actual thing or if it's just, like, a really prolonged dream. Or, dude, I came across, I highlighted questions that are like, is life real? Are we a simulation? Yeah. I know we've had conversations where, like, are we just Sims? Yeah. Like, are we just like, pawns in somebody else's game? Yeah. Like, is our human consciousness real? Yeah. What do we know? We don't really know. I don't. I don't think we know. But I'm just I, one of those wild people where I'm like, there's life could be a simulation i totally believe that i think there it are is- different like realities there are different dimensions there are like fringe and doctor who and shit like that i believe in it well again yeah because it it all comes down to i cannot accept that we are all that's out there our yeah. science is the like that all we know is all there is to know but also, you know what I think about all the time? You know, like, all these, like, different made-up things, like, Superhero World, Star Trek, Star Wars, like, all of that kind of stuff. Like, all the stuff that yeah. we're talking about right now. How do people come up with it? It has to be somebody's reality to be that in-depth. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because it... It's the people same are creative, with, I feel like, religion. Like... Like, that's a deeply ingrained story and people are like, yeah, I speak with God because they're in that part of their life. And you know what? If they do, I totally believe them. That's your faith. I believe you. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen him. Do I think I've seen maybe guardian angels? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that's their perception of reality. Yeah. So, And that's, and it's not saying that it's fake. Or that it doesn't exist, or that they're making it up, or because you can't experience it, that it's not real. Yeah. Because how many people experience completely different things? Like reality to me is there's no one reality. Everyone has their own perception of reality. Yeah. And so who's to say that there isn't more shit going on like i've known or i know i've dealt with like ghosts and stuff before might sound like woo funky but you cannot tell me that energy from people that their souls that like 
it, it just disappears. It fizzles away. And yeah, that's what I was gonna say, like sidekicks and stuff. Exactly. And I personally do not believe there is some pearly white gates in the sky that you go to. Yeah. Maybe there is. But to me, logically, in my reality, when someone dies, that ha- their being has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It be like reincarnation, or they get trapped, or they yeah, become yeah. Like guardian angels. Like, yeah, I was just gonna of- say, like, reincarnation is exactly. It's almost like I was thinking about this earlier. It's almost like a simulation. It's like starting over. Yeah, exactly. Or like, like a new life, past lives. Yeah, I saw an article on this recently, and it was people, or no, I think it was a TikTok, and he was, like, reading stories out of things kids had said to their parents, like, this is, like, three, four-year-old kids that have not been influenced to know that this is something they should be, like, talking about or lying about or making up, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what was one of them? One of them was, like, the girl was talking with her mom. And she's like, oh, when I was your great-grandma, I used to play this all the time. (laughs) And, like, you... Really? Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. And it would make sense, too. Like, reincarnation into, like, the same family kind of makes sense to me. Just because, or, like, within in like relationships like friends that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because when you're you personally when you're alive are so strongly attached to those people that that connection also isn't just gonna fizzle away yeah i believe that influences things too this is something Mm -hmm. where i've oh i've always been interested in it like ghosts paranormal like reality that kind of stuff where it's there's more out there than just us mm-hmm. and like you were saying I don't necessarily believe that there's a god in the sky that's saying what mm-hmm. happened but there's shit out there that we don't understand and I understand for, for some sure. people that that's scary so they need mm-hmm. to give something they need to be Reasoning. able to explain it. Yeah, they have to be able to explain it one way or another. For me, I'm comfortable saying that it's like ghosts and shit, but people are going to look at me, I'm sure, and be like, really? You believe ghosts are real? <laughs> and then it's just the same way as people are like, I believe in God, and other people are like, what do you mean? Like, really? Like, everyone's going to have that because it's not there. Yeah. Brand. I always think of uh, the Santa Claus, and it's believing is seeing is believing or believing is seeing yeah yeah and I think that's and I think that kind of ties in with like the self-fulfilling prophecy in a way because like if you put it out there that's what you're gonna see right yeah exactly yeah and like yeah and like you said like who do we know is like whose reality like I think of like my sister when she was really little she used to say that she would talk to fairies yeah and she would always do like remember that yeah and she would always do like she was she was really like of like nature she loves sticks and she would always like shake sticks around and stuff and like we would always joke that she was like doing voodoo shit 
But like that's obviously <laughs> not what she was saying. But like I was wondering, like maybe she did see fairies. Maybe they do exist, and maybe only certain people can see them. Because I know that like I'm totally into like the witchcraft yeah. and like all that kind of stuff. And I know that some of it, like I'm like I totally like I think yeah. If you believe it, you're probably going to have your mind opened up to see it. Whether it's real or not, nobody knows. Yeah, but and no it, one's but ever going to be able to, like, prove that this stuff is real. Because one, people are going to look at it with their own biases mm-hmm. and be like, no, this can't be real. So they'll find every piece of information that they can to try and say it's not real. Yeah, confirmation bias. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're never going to get a legitimate like final say as to yes this is real or not because there's yeah. a lot of stuff in science where scientists just go we don't know we yeah. can't tell you we can't explain it we, we cannot find actual facts to explain it yeah we are not far enough along as a species and with our technology to be able to understand that mm-hmm yeah, it doesn't mean we never will, but it just says right now we can't. Yeah. And I think that's what's so exciting. And I think yeah. that's, I'm actually really hopeful that reincarnation is a thing because I'm like, you know what? I want to know what it's like in 300 years. I want to know what we come to in 300 years. That's so freaking exciting to me. Yeah. And that's, I think it's so cool. And I've always thought it's really cool because there's things like where they try to tell you what like life you're on like what number life you're on how many Mm -hmm. lives you've lived previously Mm -hmm. and their logic makes sense because these people that they get called like old souls Mm -hmm. well normally for people to get to that point it means they've lived Mm -hmm. right and that they've experienced so much and what other way like for these when we were young and we were getting called old souls at like eight yeah well it's not like we got that wisdom and stuff from the eight years that we were pre like on this yeah life right I so totally it had to come that. from somewhere yeah exactly I, my mom so went past to lives a oh yeah that told her that in my previous lives um i had a few of them one i was a musician another one i was an artist uh, another one, uh, it's something to do with human rights, I think. Yeah. And I was like, well, uh, that's very weird. <laughs> Especially, yeah, because it's all things that are still very relevant to who you are now. Huge to who I am. And I can never explain what draws me to it. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah, some of it I think is family history because I know like my biological family has a long history in music. Like mm-hmm. my grandma plays piano. Um, all of my, I think, aunts played piano or some kind of musical instrument. And so maybe it's family, maybe it's passed through your blood. I don't know. Or is stuff like that passed through blood? And is yeah. that reincarnation, like you said, in certain families? Like, yeah, constantly being passed down. Exactly, that little bits are just, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, I don't know, souls, like, sense that in each other, too, like, because you always find that you have a like people in your life, but not yeah. necessarily all in the same areas. 
because yes. you're always like you know sometimes it's really strange that I'm friends with this person a lot like I sometimes I hear that from people like it's it, it's weird to me that you're friends with that person and I'm like well this person fulfills some side of me yeah and I was just drawn to them I don't know what it is yeah I just and I knew think, exactly and that's kind of where like soulmates and stuff kind of come into it too mm-hmm. is those strong connections whether it be like romantic relationships or family or friends or fuck even like pets because yeah. if you believe in reincarnation like chances there's no way you're going to come out a human every time yeah true <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend a really long time ago and she's like if I was ever reincarnated into an animal I hope I'm a moose <laughs> It was like a really funny conversation about it. She's like, I want to be that motherfucker standing in the middle of the road just with my horns out. Like, come at me, bro. You can't take yeah. me down. <laughs> I fucking dare ya. Yeah. And I just laughed Give it so a hard. Show. Just imagining that person as a moose. And I'm like, yeah, actually. That makes no, sense. I could see it. All those animated movies of like animals and bugs and stuff like that that have personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I give my animals personalities, like... It's kind of funny, because this is the world I want to live in. The world where this is possible. Yeah. Because, which I think is probably why people hold on to a lot of these things that way. Mm -hmm. And why they believe them so deeply, or why they're more likely to turn away not evidence but things that kind of contradict it Mm -hmm. because I have always been one to believe that this world would be nothing if there wasn't some form of for lack of a better word magic yeah like there has to be something more in this world it cannot be here's a bunch of humans on a planet reproduce have kids try not to fuck it up yeah yeah like that is not that no that's not exciting to me that's Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the game of life Uh, yeah I totally get what you're saying yeah exactly we're not just set pawns going down a freaking path saying well choose family career or I don't know what the fuck you want like yeah this isn't just like a set yeah exactly like and if that is the way the world is, I don't really know if that's what I want to be part of. Not that I have much of a choice, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Like, the only thing that's really questionable is us talking about aliens and ghosts and stuff. And yeah, well, whatever. If other people don't... Yeah, exactly. If other people don't agree, go fuck yourself. I don't really care. It's I just, like, religion. So, like... Yeah. Exactly. And I'm not saying that I believe in, like, a phantom floating up my stairs. No. Energy. <laughs> like them being able to fuck with shit. Casting shadows. That kind of stuff. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. But this like shrouded figure. I don't know. Unless I were to yeah. see it. I can't say that I'd believe in that. But from the other side sure of experience. Yeah. 
I was gonna say I don't know if I believe they can harm you, but at the same time, there's so many stories that I'm like, well, I think they could. I think that, but I think you have to. I think you have to somehow manifest it in a way. Oh yeah, they definitely. You have to like. I believe you'd have to like. You have to feed. They have to be able to feed off your energy for them to be able to like interact with you and for them to be able to negatively interact with you yeah or Um, have to be like really strong forces or they are feeding off of your strong forces yeah yeah because like my house is supposedly haunted and i've had a few people tell me that like previous people that lived here were like scared shitless and i have never noticed anything weird yeah well and that's like when clay and ashton when we were living like when i lived with them and they're like, no, we hear shit upstairs. And I felt, I felt perfectly fine upstairs. I never experienced anything like I felt comfortable. It wasn't an issue for me. But whenever I left, they would hear shit. Interesting. I think it's all how you like perceive it. And like you said, the energy you give out. Because if you give out like a hateful, scared energy about it. Oh, I yeah. They're gonna... That's what's going to come back to you. Exactly. What you put out there is what you're going to get. And that's... Yeah. I- I believe 100% because one thing I will always say from science is that it cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed so where the fuck does it go Yeah. well if you don't believe in reincarnation then this energy is now just sitting out there Yeah. well it's not going to turn into a light bulb like it's not going to electricity that way it's got to go somewhere and you know energy can do crazy things i think so too yeah yeah because yeah. i think like it, for my house's instance like the guy died by suicide and i think a lot of people are like really off put by just suicide yeah <laughs> whereas i'm not i'm like well and they go into it expecting those problems right and being right. fearful and if you it's just like with animals and stuff if you show mm-hmm. fear they're able to sense it and they will feed off of it. Yeah, or like anger. My dogs know when I'm yeah. mad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like this conversation. Me too. So, in light of these kinds of conversations, there's one that I find really interesting. And it's mm-hmm. if someone you loved was killed in front of you, but someone created a copy of them that was perfect right down to the atomic level, would they be the same person and would you love them just as much? I read this question earlier and I was like, oh. Right? I don't think I could. I don't think I could. It's not the same. It's not them. Yeah. It's like that. It's, it's like those same. movies where they do that, like Ex Machina, and yeah, when they bring people back, and it's like Westworld and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, those are the, the, the those are the plot lines. Like you don't want to do that. That messes with you. Yes, they do not come. First of all, they do not come back as the same person. No. And if they come back as something similar, they cannot stay that way forever. No, because, because they have already they've already touched that and I yeah I don't know and when it comes to like 
seeing them as the same person. It it isn't. It's like if someone you know deep down it's not the same person. Yeah, exactly. It's like if someone switched your car out for a car that is literally exactly the same. It's not it's not your car just because it's the exact same car. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, like this one. I don't think immediately this was like a straight up I immediately read it and went, Nope. Not the same. Yeah. Didn't even not the same. Like it's shitty enough when people are like, Oh, their goldfish died, let's just get a new one and replace it. It's the same thing. I think if yeah. (laughs) That's actually a really funny analogy. It ain't the same. (laughs) It's not the same. Um, that's really funny. Um, I feel like, okay, but here's the thing, though. What if that person died and you didn't know? And somebody yeah, recreated see, them. But That's I feel different. Like... Because once you have that memory of that person dying, you can't unlive that because that's trauma. Yes. yes. And that is not something that can just be replaced by them coming back. No. You would have but to I erase also... that memory or not know about it. Yeah. I also feel like it is, like, even in a situation where to the, like, down to the atomic level, they got it the same. There is no way it is exactly the same. Yeah, there would always be something different. I think, and you would know. Yes. Just in the way they behave, because they don't have all those lived memories and, like, learned behaviors and blah, 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 blah. Input, like, that kind of information. There's things that would never translate yeah and there's things that the person recreating that person would never know unless you can actually hack into somebody's like subconscious and like program it into someone else but i feel like if you like that i feel like your body remembers a lot so like getting all the things that physically your body remembers and like the traumas and like that kind of thing and like experiences and touches and like there's that, and then there's, like, your soul, which mm-hmm. you can't recreate a soul. Don't care who the hell, like, impossible. But mm-hmm. even if they tried, there's no way you'd get it perfect. Like, there's too many things that go into a person than just, like, their body and their mind yeah. and, like, voice. I think that's what I love about people. It's, like, there's so many things that make up a human being. Yeah. And like a specific, I would love to like, like that specific human being. I would love to crack someone like everything, everything, find out mm-hmm. every small detail about a person. Yeah, which like, you can it, never like, do. Movie. Yeah, but like, yeah, like studying. I can understand why people spend their lives studying like human behavior and that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. It's interesting. It's so- I always, whenever I meet somebody that does something like what I would consider peculiar, which is a lot because I have experienced very little of humans, but also (laughs) a lot because I work in hospitality, so I meet a lot of people. And I'm always like, hmm, I wonder why you're like that. Like, like, what happened that made you that way? Yeah. And I feel like there was this funny thing that I saw. It was like on psychology and it was like, you know a person studies psychology when they stop seeing um, people's behavior as good and bad and start seeing them as life experiences and like 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 a, it's like a reaction to their life. 
yeah that they have problems <laughs> yeah you see it in context of like what how they got that way and yeah. what is making them act that way it's not just more why the fuck are you acting like an asshole it's oh well i know that they're going through this so this must be why they're which is also like not a healthy thing because then we make excuses for people also true yeah like the number of times i'm like no it's fine like they're they're going through a lot i totally get it to a point like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel that because like sometimes i'm like i think i'm sometimes i'm too understanding and too passive because i'm like well, you know, blah, 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 like, this person, yeah, it's going through a lot, and they've got, like, this going, and, like, you know, like, if it were me in that situation, like, we're very empathetic, is what it yes. is. Yeah. Yes, very, very much so. Yeah. Which makes it hard. It, yeah, it does make it hard. But I think if the world had more empathy, it would be a better place. Yeah, I agree. Which is kind of funny. I'm looking through my questions and one that's on the page in front of me right now is, is it important to suffer in order to fully understand life? Yes. Yes, I agree as well. I agree. That doesn't doesn't directly relate to what we were talking about, but sort of. It kind of, yeah. I also, it falls in line with the question I had was, can we have happiness without sadness? And I'm like, no. No. Because if you don't know sadness... It's, then you you can't actually know what happiness is because yeah. you don't if you're always happy you don't know that you're happy because you don't realize that there's anything better than yeah that. you don't have anything to compare it to you can't have the light without the dark for... yeah like one requires the other yeah because i think if you were to try and have just happiness like you said it wouldn't be happiness it'd be neutrality I think yeah. that's a word. I hope that's a word. If it's not, well, I made a word. Now. Neutrality. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a word. It's definitely a word. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, it would just be like that. If you had only one thing, you would not know that that's yeah. what that is. Exactly. It because would just you have be... Nothing, yeah, you have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Which is so crazy mm-hmm. because I'm always like, why is there so much suffering? But I was like, I think we need suffering in order to learn and to be yeah. more understanding and informed and less ignorant. Yeah, you need it to grow as a person. Yeah, because like, I find you always like, when you see those people who are super like, oh, like, only people make their own reality. Your suffering is only your fault, blah, 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 blah. It's only, it's always the people that have never, I shouldn't say never have gone through suffering because everybody's perception of suffering, again, is based on their own reality. Um, But, like, to the same, I don't know, to the same degree, like, they've never had to suffer in certain ways. And when you don't go through, through those experiences, then I feel like you don't have the not necessarily the right but you don't get to tell other people how it is if you haven't had to endure that suffering yeah exactly i hope that made sense i hope that came across right no it totally makes sense okay yeah 
Yeah. That's like, there was a question where it's like, do you think um, suffering, not necessarily suffering, but it's like hardships um, make people stronger? I'm like, not necessarily, because some people, it goes, I don't, it, it can go so many ways. It can go so many ways. Well, I don't think it's necessarily the hardship itself. No, I think it's what you learn from it. Well, and how you react to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's, if you take situations where people grew up in an abusive home. Mm-hmm. If we're saying that the hardship makes that person stronger, then we're discounting all of the people that fell into that cycle. Right. So the ones that now are the abusers or have found other abusers who are now abusing that, like making them the victim or because in theory, if, it makes you stronger. Everyone should have been like moved on to a better life when that isn't reality. No. And that, and like saying that you're also like, well, everybody should go through that. And I don't think that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, and I think it's, I don't want to say people are fated to do like experience different things, but again, in the aspect of you're only, I think you're only set out to experience the things that you need to not, not need to, but like, it's all in the same path. Like you can choose to go down a certain path, but I think either way, no matter what you did, you'd kind of end up in that same space. Because it's all related kind of to what you're going through. That So that means like good and bad. Mm-hmm. These certain hardships, you're going to, you were going to find them one way or another because that's a lesson you had to learn. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, <laughs> kind totally, of sort of yeah. like roundabout type thing. But to me, that's kind of what makes sense is that you're only going to experience things that not quite that way you're always going to learn a lesson like that lesson is kind of set in you that you need to learn it it's just it might look different depending on what paths you take but you're going to need to face some form of a hardship right to learn to learn that lesson and that hardship can be very different from person to person for them to experience or to learn the exact same thing exactly do you think that's based on previous hardships, though? Like, do you think if a person... Because, like, there are some people in life that I have met or known that, like, you're like, oh, wow. Like, you've been through a lot. Yeah. You know? And it's like... um, So do you think people's sensitivity to hardship is based on how much hardship they're exposed to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I think at a certain point, if you point, look like you... nature versus nurture kind of thing. Yeah. 
So, like, well, not- people who experience a lot of, like, let's say, violence and blah, 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 are more likely to fall into those things and be desensitized to the lesson because yeah. they've experienced so much. Yeah. Well, and they're drawn to that certain thing. Yeah. Yeah, because... and. It- it kind of makes sense because to a point the enemy you know instead of so you tend to stick around with that because you kind of you've experienced it you kind of have an idea what's going on and it's not that you're consciously choosing it but you (laughs) subconsciously are being drawn to that and reacting to that and if you keep reacting to it the same way that you did before, you're never going to learn whatever lesson you're supposed to. And yeah. the more you experience it, it's just going to reinforce you handling it the wrong way. Which is where counseling comes in. Yeah. Because that's where they, like, redirect you. That's them, like, look, you tried to learn this on your own. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't working. I'm just going to point you in a different direction and we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Because the end goal is all the same. There's, you need to learn whatever is supposed to be learned. Mm -hmm. Just takes people different amounts of time. And sometimes, unfortunately, it doesn't happen in one lifetime. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There was a question that kind of falls into that in one lifetime thing. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, <laughs> they're like through these like 50 pages of questions that we have yeah watch me not be able to find it nope I don't think I highlighted it but it reminded me very much of a, a question that, oh I see one thing that oh kind here of- it is why yeah why don't we as a species take more advantage of the fact that we have almost infinite knowledge available to us like there is so much there's so much out there that i do not think one person would be able to learn it in one lifetime but why are we so ignorant to that you know what i mean like there's so many people that are like uh flat earthers for example like did you just not read any history book ever well and like or science book like do you not believe in science at all like that's what i want to know like how does that how How does your brain work yeah how do you not know all the facts out there or is there something you know that i don't all of this research, all of this proof, like, yeah, yeah, it's either you're looking at it is because one thing, maybe they're from an alternate reality where maybe the earth really is flat, yeah. or maybe that's how they are actually perceiving the world, or yeah, do they know something that we don't know? Yeah. Is there a higher whatever? Do people, do some people only see things in 2D? Is that how flat earthers exist? Maybe. Their whole worlds are 2D. Like, you know, you know that part in Inside Out where they go through that, like, portal and then they turn into, like, paper type things that walking around? Do you think some people see the world like that? 
Maybe. Maybe that's well, how that's it is. that's the thing. There's people, like, for a long time, when I was younger, I have always kind of felt this way, but it, I didn't quite get the, like, depth of it until I grew up. But reality and, like, we kind of talked about this when I was talking about superpowers, too. But the thing that makes me think, like, whenever I'm thinking about this kind of stuff in reality and just, like, how people see the world and, like, their view is people with, like, synesthesia, where they see colors in reaction to sounds, music, like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so if cool. If people are able to do that, why, first of all, why is that a mental disorder? Because yeah. kind of, like... Um, like so i talked okay i'm glad you brought this up because i love this story in hospitality i meet some pretty incredible people anyways yeah um this one time i met this older gentleman who really wanted to go get a and w for his family and didn't have a ride so i was like bro i'm down i'll take you we had this insane conversation um and i loved it because this is how i think like fate in the universe kind of works together because like I love psychology and I love talking about this kind of shit. And I was thinking about it, like, I think earlier. Anyways, yeah. he was talking about how he had an autistic grandson. And yeah. he was like, but man, you could never play cards against that kid ever. You will always lose. I was like, really? Yeah. Like, apparently this kid was a card genius. Yeah. And, like, he would be able to do things and, like, make sense of things that a lot of people can't. And yeah. like, but he was, but yet he was autistic, and he, and literally, this gentleman turned and said to me, "I believe people who have mental disabilities like that actually have superpowers." And I was me like, "I too. agree." I was like, "I think having some kind of like like mental disorders and um like there's other words for it that I can't think of at the moment because I'm really excited about this conversation, um, <laughs> but I think." like deficits and stuff like that are all taps into your higher consciousness because we only use what is it not even five percent of our human brain capacity yeah so i think all these things that we're discovering that we consider disabilities are not disabilities i think they're like a just a higher different tapped into our human consciousness yeah that other people don't have some kind of superpower yeah and like when you see like I grew up with in elementary school there was a down syndrome kid in my class all the time yeah like he grew up all the way elementary to high school with us Mm -hmm. and watching the way that he reacted to the world the way that he perceives the world you cannot tell me that that is not a more wholesome way of seeing things yeah like how is that a bad thing why do people look at it and they're like that's a disorder no man our life is disordered yeah his life is fine he's happy he doesn't have to worry about the shit that goes on in our mind why is why is our suffering and our like illnesses and our addictions and everything why is that considered normal? Yeah. Like, why? We've been, like, cultured to see it. If you yeah. don't fit into this cookie cutter, 
then something's wrong with you. Yeah. Not you have, like, not you're special and in a legitimate, like, you're special, not, like, you're special. Yeah. But, like, really? I am. This shit's cool. And, yes, it's not, I'm not saying it's, like, this romanticized thing where it's wonderful and there's nothing wrong with it and stuff. But even if you watch superhero movies, yes, they have superpowers, but it also causes them problems. Mm So if they can have a superpower that also is debilitating to them in certain instances, is that not just mental disorders? Yeah, exactly. I a hundred percent agree. That's why I was saying all of these fantasies that we have in the world are somebody's reality because like, how did somebody like just make that up? Like, because if you look at superheroes and you look at like the morals and the lessons and the stories told actually within them. Yeah. Like you're like, this actually pertains to life. Like act like your real life. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I totally think, I totally think, like, there was this one book that I re- read, and it was recommended to me by your sister, actually, and it was um, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat, and there's mm-hmm. so many stories about, because he's, a, like, a clinical psychologist, Yeah, about, like, him with all these people, and I remember this one vividly of this lady who was, like, I can't remember if she was, like, blind her whole life or something but something happened to her where all of a sudden she was able to recreate faces that she had never seen in clay yeah like overnight yeah like it was the craziest thing people had ever seen and they also say or like people with um uh i don't think i'm gonna say this right but aphasia i think that's how you say it did you know that they're like pretty much immune to lying like they can tell when people are lying See, and these things, like, people say these are disorders. Yeah. No, these are fucking superpowers. Yeah. I don't, maybe they're not, like, strong man flies through the sky. But, come on. Yeah, there's some kind of superpower. He told a story yeah. where he had, like, a whole room full of patients with aphasia. And they were watching yeah. some kind of, like, presidential speech for an election. Yeah. And they were all laughing because they knew that he was bullshitting. Yeah. And when they had asked, they're like, well, why are you guys laughing? What's so funny? And they're like, well, he's obviously lying. You can tell. Yeah. But just by the way that he was talking, they could tell. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish I had that. Well, and that's like these kids that just are musically gifted from like the beginning. Mm-hmm. Prodigies. Or, yeah. Who can pick up like anything and they're good at it. Mm-hmm. I know people like that. I, I, literally have people in my life that are like that (laughs) and it amazes me every time every time they pick up something new and they get it perfectly i'm like how do you how do you do that teach me i think i think seeing it like seeing mental illnesses and stuff that this way has helped like i think it's why i feel so comfortable talking about a lot of my mental illness with people because Mm -hmm. i Yes, it is debilitating and it causes issues, but I also don't see it as something to really, like, 
be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. Like being diagnosed with ADHD. Yes, I know there's stereotypes in the world like about it and like people feel certain ways. But to me, it's just another part of me. And it's not that I'm wrong. Yeah. But it's just I'm different. Yeah. And it's sad because a lot of people do see different as wrong or like, yeah. Yeah. So with this question, I know we have probably discussed this before, especially because you're like obsessed with serial killers and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So is a person ever truly evil? If so, are they born that way? Now, yeah. well, I read the most interesting study because i or like whatever article because i saw that and i was curious and i kind of looked into like serial killers now this was i fucking i hope i saved the article because you'll want to read it but it's talking about a guy had interviewed a bunch of serial killers Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people have heard like that you can tell like in brain scans there mm-hmm. are certain things that can kind of set up a red flag with serial killers mm-hmm. and so I think this guy was part of that research initially like doing the initial study to come to that conclusion mm-hmm. and so he found out, he picked, there was a whole bunch of scans of brains. He picked out the ones that he thought are serial killers and he got all the serial killers. Now, where this gets interesting is what happens? Because people say, like, you're not born evil. Mm-hmm. However, this pretty much determined that well, you're not born evil. You are predisposed to a certain trigger that would respond to that side of you. Ah, I do believe it's both genetic and learned. And it is. Because the really interesting part <laughs> is at the end of this article, he said he had also scanned his brain. Mm-hmm. And that he has all the markers of what would be a serial killer. Ah, you know what? I think I might have actually read this. Yeah, and it's super interesting because it showed that, yes, well, you can be predisposed to certain behaviors because I don't believe that it comes literally out of nowhere. Like, I think there has to be there has to be, like, a mental process triggered is kind of always how I felt. Because there are certain people where you could put them in the worst situation and they would never, ever hurt or kill someone. Right. So there's definitely like predisposed things that kind of could lead you there. But it proved that a good portion of it is there are certain like experiences and trauma and that kind of stuff that will trigger this kind of stuff where it pushes them towards this route. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the, like watch any serial killer documentaries, any like crime shows, like criminal minds, any of that, it'll always say that there's triggers. Yeah. 
And it kind of proves that these people that are, were perfectly fine all their life and then something happened and they just switched. Mm-hmm. That didn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah, something happened. Yeah, and it's always been there. It was just dormant. Yeah. Which is also kind of terrifying because you're like, who all is walking around? That uh, is like, there's like actual, there's like a psychopath test. I'm super into this shit. I love it. I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. So there is a TED Talk called The Psychopath Test, and I recommend everybody watches it. And it's this guy, and he also has a book, which I own, which is amazing, um, where he talks about it. And there's, like, a a predetermined series of questions or series of, like, personality traits that you have that determine if you're a psychopath. Yeah. But it's, like, super crazy because he also describes how each one kind of, like, plays off of each other and, like, intertwines and that, like, a lot of people have these traits. But it all depends on, like, how many of them you have that the combination yeah whether you're a psychopath like it's crazy and there are a lot of people that walk around lawyers doctors very powerful people Mm -hmm. very manipulative people who fall into those categories exactly and they tend to fall into those positions like politicians and stuff because of those traits exactly like it is which is kind of funny because I know I've read stuff before where it does compare, like, politicians and stuff with, Whoa. I think, sociopaths yeah. is what it is. Because it does, it takes a certain, it just it takes a certain kind of person. And I mean, to each their own, I, I better to be a politician, I guess, than to be out murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> but... You're also now in a position of power where you could end up killing people because of your decision. Yeah, and that's where we but see it's a lot also... of corrupt, like, yes. a lot of, like, a lot of people in those positions are very corrupt. And yes, because that's they, why. they're morally skewed. Yeah. And, and that kind of, it's why they got to the point that they did. Yeah. But it's not a good thing. Yeah. But it's just like, I know not everything you watch on TV is true, but this is something that I ha- I've never looked into. But it just sounds like it makes sense. When in Criminal Minds, they're like, you have to think like a serial killer to catch a serial killer. Yeah. The only thing that's like changing it is one's killing people and one's not. Yeah, exactly. Like they're putting those that process their mental abilities that could have been into being like if any of them wanted to be a killer they'd fucking get away with it yeah but there was something that made them go the other way where they're catching the bad guys yeah and normally when people go into jobs like that it's not out of nowhere there's a reason as to why they went into it. There was a trigger that pushed them that direction. Yeah, they were exposed to it somehow or Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. 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 No, when I found these questions, I was like, oh, this is down so he's alley. Like Oh, for sure. I read this book actually. Do a tea. And it's called mm, Can't remember now. <laughs> it's got either the word devil or lucifer in it i'm pretty sure anyways it's a um it's fiction fiction yeah 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 it's fictional but it's about it's a story where um 
this man who's a scientist uh, recreates serial killers, like children, teenage versions of serial killers, and places them in different environments to see how they turn out. Like the same uh, brain and everything. And this then is, they like, all like... Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. This is triggering like a memory. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've probably talked about it because it was an incredible book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it like and it's 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 in the perception of one who is um, cloned after Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. and he's the son. Like the, the scientist is the one raising this child, and yeah. then eventually they meet all of these different like uh, clones of serial killers um, and like clones of each other that turned out mm-hmm. differently because they were placed in different environments. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, because that's like the whole nature versus nurture type thing. Yes. And oh, nature versus nurture was like one of my favorite things in psychology. Me too. Favorite things to dig into. Because anyone who tries to tell you that one or the other is more important is fucking lying. No, they're both. They're both very, they're equally important. Exactly. There can be an imbalance, mm-hmm. which is where you will see like certain issues if someone is falling purely into like the nature side of like their biology, like they're they're relying relying on like their like instincts and yeah, that kind of stuff. Then it causes issues. But mm-hmm. if they're also like not considering that side, it also causes issues. But you cannot tell me that one does not play into the other. One is not more important than the other because all of these different balances is where you get fucked up situations. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you can have the same person and put them in five different environments. And whether it was someone who, like you said, that was cloned after like a serial killer, Mm -hmm. they could end up being the most important person. They could end up being the president at one point, depending on their choices. Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. it's all depending on like what path you go down i think about this in like context of hitler a lot because like yeah. if you break it down he really was very intelligent and he had a lot of good ideas but it's the way that he did things is what made him evil yes yeah the way he went about it and that kind of thing which is where it's scary because a person like that he easily got into that position because he was so talented at all these things he's very charming and yeah but there was already that seed of like bad in there yeah that just kind of like festered it was, and it caused was, problems it was based on hate because like yeah. he like there's so many statistics on like how he increased like or he decreased poverty and increased like um jobs and stuff like that and whatnot and um stuff like that and it's like yeah and that's like a lot of politicians though too right like they have a lot of great things that they do and then there's a lot of things that are still deep-rooted in hate that that's what turns them corrupt is that their beliefs are based in hate yeah yeah I love talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I think of just recently um, where they did, I'm not sure where it was. Was it Alberta? Where they had a vote to ban conversion therapy for homosexuals. 
Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, and like, I think it was like three quarters of the conservative party voted for it for conversion therapy for homosexuals. And it's like, that's terrifying that there's that many people in power that believe that hate so much that that could be a possibility. The same with like just basic women's rights in some states Mm -hmm. and countries and stuff like that. Like, it's just, that's terrifying to me. Yeah. The power that people have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think power also plays into uh, corruptness and evil. Absolute power leads to, what is it? There's, fuck. There was was even a question. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Does absolute power lead to something? Oh no. Now it's gonna bug me. Which I'm looking it up. Give me a second. I'm gonna yeah. cut out for a sec here. <laughs> Watch you not cut out. Does absolute power corrupt absolutely? Is what it is. Mm. Yeah. And I think true. So. Like that's Yeah. It's gonna go. I mean, it kind of, like you said, it kind of plays into who the person was before, but it is, it does put. I don't know, people like, even when you look into simple aspects of it, like a manager. Yeah. You get that little bit of power, and it's. A lot of people can't handle it. Yeah. Because then it does corrupt them. That's what I mean, like, I feel like the more power you have, the less limits and rules you have in some screwed up way. I don't, I don't understand it, but that's just how it is. And like, uh, we need structure. Well, and and it's like, we have rules and limits. I think the way that a lot of people tend to treat it is. The more power you have, the less you're questioned. When in reality, Mm -hmm. the more power you have, the more you should be questioned. I agree. Because when you are responsible for someone, whether it's someone's job to the friggin' safety of a country, Mm -hmm. you should be able to be questioned. And you should have legitimate answers as to why you're doing this or what the point is or there should be something there and it should not just be because I said so because fucking even as kids you hate hearing your parents say that so why is it okay for politicians and all these powerful people to just be like this is what's happening yeah and then get pissy when people ask no yeah well why yeah yeah exactly tell me people get mad when you ask why it's like well you obviously came up with a reason for this. Yes. Can and you if not you didn't, explain that to me? Then like, say that. Yeah. I'm not sure, but we needed to make a decision and this is what we decided. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I've always been of the belief that power does not equal free reign. 
when that's what a lot of people think it is is when you have power you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah no you should have you should be you're going to be watched more you should be questioned more that's mm-hmm. just kind of part of it. And if you aren't a good person, well, maybe don't get into it because people are going to catch on real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look at so many celebrities that are, like, actually really horrible people. Oh, right? And they still remain celebrities because they're just, because they're famous and they have power. Yeah. And it's like, that's gross. Well, and because they can buy their way out of any situation that they need to. and Yeah. Like, that's the thing. That's the shitty thing. Money, power, anything like that can be so easily twisted and go to people's heads mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah, I always, uh, yeah, I think there should be like a limit. There has to be a cap. There has to be, there has to be a cap. Or you requirements. Know? Yeah, that too. If you make over a certain amount of money, there should be a certain set of things to you. Or if you're in a certain position of power, there are certain things that you have to do. Whether, And I'm not meaning like give money away or that kind of shit. But well, I think in some degree, yeah. In, yeah, exactly. In some ways. There should not be also, a 1% that literally has all the money in the world while there's like millions of people that suffer. That's not right to me. Yeah, well, and then it also comes to things like when it, you are in such a high position of power or that kind of thing, you, there should be, like, mandatory therapy. Mm-hmm. Or, like, mandatory training. Or, yes. like, yeah, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Because if you let people go unchecked, they will go as far as they can go. Yeah. That's they what will I mean. push it. Yeah, there's got to be a cap. There has to be something. And the worst part is when you leave it up to, because at this point, the only people, like you said, with celebrities, well, the only people that are like questioning and stuff are regular everyday people. So what the fuck's going to happen there? Nothing. They, do. We can talk about it. Yeah. But it doesn't make like. That's like any kind of like reform almost. It's like you can bitch and complain and try and revolt all you want but at the end of the day if that higher power majority says no the answer is fucking no and if you don't like it you'll go somewhere else where it's just worse some in some other aspect because mm-hmm. that's just how it is around the world there's always yeah. some negative side to it and you're just gonna have to bow down and do it unless you're that one percent yeah yeah so, and it's scary how much of that one percent doesn't want to be involved Mm-hmm. Yeah. They step out of the picture. Yeah. And well, it's like... only a handful of them that can actually address these problems and make change. And three quarters of them are stepping out, going, well, no, actually, we'll say 50% step out and go, no, 25% are like all the way, no, no one's allowed to, like, this is a Roy or an elite thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like some neutral people and like two percent that actually try to help yeah in some way shape or form yeah that's exactly it yeah i guess there's never just there's never no any winning and i feel like that's a bad way to look at things but it's true (laughs) it's like 
I don't know. It's like my political views. I don't fall under any political party because I think they're all trash. Yeah, exactly. Not one party is ideal. No. Or yeah. For me anyway. And in well, and in certain situations, different parties have different approaches that would work better. Yeah. But it's not a matter of in this problem who's going to take charge and complete the group project. Yeah, exactly. Well, this person's in charge no matter what, whether they have good ideas or bad ideas or good at like mm-hmm. good plans to solve something or bad plans to solve something. It's just here's the power, have fun, make the decisions. Yeah. And yes, I know it's not quite that simple. Government is all fucking whatever. There's so much shit, yeah. But I feel you. I'm like, why can't we take yeah. the good part of every party and just do it all? Like, are we not able to do that? I'm like, why Why do we have to? I'm always like that. I'm like, why do I have to pick one? Yeah. Same well, with religion. Like, I, don't, I don't fall under any of them. It's so shitty that, and they know this, right? So they'll do things purely to get the vote so that mm-hmm. they can decide whatever the fuck they want. Even on the things that they know no one agrees with them on. Yeah. But because they dangle the carrot over here and you're no longer watching the other hand, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. They distract you. Like, here's some free weed. Here's legal weed. Yeah. Oh, don't ignore the fact that Canada is going into like way too much debt. Mm. You got weed? You're good. Yeah. We legalized weed. Thanks, Trudeau. That's literally like the only good thing he did. Right? But because he dangled a good enough carrot, everyone was like, no, vote him in, vote him in. We want free or legal weed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it's uh, nice. However. Yeah, that's how propaganda works. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because well, they, they introduced say the good thing. The benefits of this. Do this because X, Y, Z. Yeah. Why be you when you can be me? What movie is that from? Robots? I think so, actually. Yeah. Where she's got, like, the perfect robot body and you have to pay so much money to be, like, like, exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Robots was a great movie. It called out a lot of issues. That's Mm. weird. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I love a lot of kids' movies because it's, like, the lessons... If you actually pay attention, you're like, wow. The worst part, though, is you don't actually realize that those are the lessons until you're, like, an adult and it no longer matters. Always. Yeah. And you're like, well, I wish I would have known that when I was 16. And you're like, oh, I guess that's how life works. (laughs) You couldn't have made that a little more obvious? A little easier for people to catch on to? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's the adult's job, though. You explain it. It should be. But a lot of adults don't even pay attention to it. That's true. They just put on a movie and go, oh yeah, it was a good movie. Because they're oblivious to the bigger picture. That's like a lot of music. And they're like, oh my god, I love this song. It's my favorite dance song. And you're like, (laughs) you know this song is incredibly sad, right? Yeah, or you know the song is literally talking about having sex on a bathroom floor and cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah, not a party song. 
No, no, yeah. <laughs> They just put it to a good beat, so you yeah. like it. Yeah. I think that's what I yeah. love most about like stuff like that is like it's your perception of it. Yeah. Like a lot of like even even music again, I always go back to it. Like a lot of people will uh reflect on different things when they hear a song. Mm-hmm. And they'll like 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 attribute it to certain memories or like things that have gone on in their life and that might not be at all what that song's about, but that's how they see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still I don't know how many questions we answered. Me either, but it was a lot, I, know. I think. So many times. I think so. <laughs> I was going to say, I know we got into some good conversation. Mm-hmm. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. And I that I it. hope we didn't lose you along the way. Yeah. Hope you're Because I know following our thoughts is not necessarily the easiest thing. <laughs> like I said, ooh, shiny. <laughs> We half the time cannot remember our thoughts or what we were just talking about. So hopefully you have a better shot. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yes. Good luck. I hope (laughs) you made it to the end of this episode. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) All right, everybody. I think it's time to go. Let's, Let's see. What should be our lesson Let's never stop asking questions. Because that's how we learn in life. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Bye. Bye.